This is the Barbecue Central Show podcast being generated from a live recording of the Barbecue Central Show, which airs at thebbqcentralshow.com every Tuesday between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Visit them at thebbqguru.com or call them 800 800- 288-GURU. And by Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit them online at tastylicksbbq.com or call them 800-677-2882. And by Butcher Barbecue, manufacturers of premium injections, rubs, and sauces. Visit them online and take full advantage at butcherbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700 and use keyword Barbecue Brother to receive all the discounts. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the country's premier pellet grill manufacturers. Three different sizes to choose from, something to fit in every budget, and find out more by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by Cook Shack, the country's premier manufacturer of electronic and pellet-driven cookers, servicing the residential, commercial, and competition markets. Visit cookshack.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. A few years ago, they wanted to turn ordinary mustard into the hottest shit on earth and dared to take spicy mustard further. They took fiery peppers, flaming spices to create flavors so powerful, so intense that even the devil couldn't resist. Find them at eldiablomustard.com and enjoy the bold flavors, great taste, and man, it's hot as hell. And by CookinPellets.com. Have a pellet fire cooker? Why not try some of the best pellets out there on the market today? Guaranteed to run in any cooker, and it's not voiding any warranties. You can purchase yours today at CookinPellets.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening, and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. No way. I can't. I can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. Hello, hello. Can you hand me the earphones over around the desk? Oh, never mind. Right here. Gotta go old school. My EF or IFB is going out on me. Give me one second here. Yeah, that sounds much better. Hey, welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. I'm your program host, Greg Rampey. Happy to have you aboard here. Wow, that looks really weird. I don't like that at all. No. Struggle with me just for a second here. Redo the batteries here on the the pack. I'm not taking my shirt off, I can tell you that. But I'm not taking my pants off either. That would be even worse. No reason to scare the audience. 
All right, drop the battery in there, drop the battery in there, boom. Now, should be able to, you just throw these out. Thanks. All right, hold on one second here. Let me, uh, price is right, you. There we go. Now I can hear myself again. Beautiful stuff. All right. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on the show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a telephone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show if you would care to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. All the stuff is there. And if you uh, didn't get the newsletter today, let me get you a clue on what is going on here on the show tonight. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, he is the, uh, I believe, the VP of Marketing and Sales for Portacool. Rick Kelly joins me. Ricky! Uh, maybe it was even a year ago this time that we talked a little evaporative cooler with uh, Rick. We're going to revisit that topic here tonight for uh, any number of reasons, uh, most of which uh, is it's summertime now and the uh, weather is getting warmer. And there's going to be some ways you're going to want to try to beat the heat while you're doing that whole barbecue thing out there in your backyard or perhaps on the competition trail. Rick Kelly will be joining us. In about 11 minutes from now, and then we will uh, be joined by what I would term as a monthly guest, although it hasn't always worked out like that. Uh, the Grill Girl, Robin Lindars, joins us here on the show. Uh, Robin will be talking some 4th of July, talking about maybe some TV show stuff, and a number of different items. So always uh, good to be joined by Robin Lindars from GrillGirl.com. Then we'll move into the second hour, and somebody who I haven't talked to in quite a while uh, maybe it was leading up to Mother's Day last time he was on the show. Uh, lots of items to get to with this guy, multiple uh, Emmy award-winning TV host, multiple-time author, a web show host of his own. Somebody I just like talking to in general, Sam Zion. Sam the Cooking Guy joins us. And then, as promised, I know I had teased it two three weeks ago, maybe even longer than that now that I think about it. A new sponsor of the show is, uh, well, newish sponsor of the show is uh, Chris Becker and uh, the folks over cookingpellets.com, making some fine succulent pellets for your pellet driven cookers. So maybe you're like, man, I would love, or, or hey, I've been looking to get a pellet driven cooker, but I don't want to shuck out for the pellets because I'm a cheap bastard. Never you mind. Tonight, you have a chance at 1035 during the 1035 segment to win no less than 80 pounds of free pellets from cookingpellets.com. So very excited to uh, get on with that. Uh, If you missed Whiskey Bent Barbecue, oh wait, sorry. So all you have to do is play the game called Winery or Rehab. It's much like 
athlete or porn star, except I'll give you a name, and you're going to either guess that it is a winery or it is a rehabilitation facility. And if you get two of those out of three correct, then you will win the 80 pounds of pellets. Next week, we'll file that up for a second-place prize where you get 40 pounds of pellets, all for free. So great stuff going on. Uh, Now, let me get to this. If you missed Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the pit, A, you're not alone. Actually, I had it on the background. Uh, You're going to want to go back and grab the Archives because you had a championship pit, multiple championship pit masters. Uh, One guy who has really dominated that Washington, D.C. barbecue battle over the last handful of years. Heath Hall was on the show, frequent guest of this show. Pork Barrel Barbecue, they won it this past weekend. And uh, also Tim Grant, the reigning KCBS Team of the Year, was also on Whiskey Bend Barbecue in the pit. So you can go back to Outdoor Cooking Channel and grab the archives of that show. Don't forget, if you're watching or listening to this show and you would like to do a little social promotion, I'm not one here to discourage that by any stretch of the imagination. Link them on over to the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com, or hook them up with the outdoorcookingchannel.com. We can also be seen on Roku through the Outdoor Cooking Channel app. Also, we stream live on my YouTube channel, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral four and the letter U, YouTube dot com slash barbecue for you you can catch the uh, live stream right on youtubes as well plus it's recording automatically so i would say after an hour or so after the show airs originally you have the immediacy of youtube video replay of this show right here Uh, i might have mentioned this last week i do want to mention that we are having rick kelly on from portacool that company was nice enough to send me a cyclone 2200 patio unit to try out this summer. Uh, I do have some initial video of the unboxing of it. It is now unboxed in the garage. Unfortunately, the biggest issue that I have had so far has nothing to do with getting it ready or operation. I mean, that's all simple stuff. It's the fact that really, aside from the last couple days, the weather has not been hot. It hasn't. So I'm a little perturbed with the weather. I would like to, the, the optimum, will, and again, we'll, we'll get a little bit more in depth with Rick Kelly coming up next segment, but the optimum, I almost said cooking temperature, but the optimum use temperature, 85 degrees or higher, ambient, and 75% humidity or, or probably less. So aside from, man, even this past weekend it wasn't, but you know today was, was pretty hot. But look, during the day... Monday through Friday, you know, some young men are at work trying to scratch out a living, not just being able to kick back on the barbecue patio and uh, test out the porticule unit. So uh, as soon as we get the free weekend and it's actually, you know, cresting above 73 degrees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shit here, I can't wait to use it, especially like if I'm going to be doing some handy work out in the garage or someplace like that. You know, this thing, this uh, Cyclone 2200 patio unit that I have can cool up to 500 square feet, 500 square feet. So, I mean, that's a really big garage. That's a huge patio. I mean, I'm so pumped up to try it on the patio. Can't believe it. All right, so we talk about uh, cooking shows on this on this show quite a bit. You have the Pit Masters. You have the Pit Wars, all this stuff. How about World Food Championships to air on Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi, on the FYI 
Network, July 10th, which happens to be my birthday. Thank you. The Lifestyle Cable Network, formerly Bio, readies itself for the July 8th launch date, which first looks at the series Married at First Sight, The Feed, Tiny House Nation, and the World Food Championships. Uh, That will uh, premiere on July 10th, and we will have none other than Mike McLeod on, I believe, next week as we lead up to that. Um, Well, not next week, two weeks' time, so I believe it would be July 8th is going to be a show. Mike is going to be on to talk about that. Obviously, he's an integral part of uh, World Food Championships, the creator. And uh, we'll talk about how the past World Food Championships contest was actually shot for video, and now it's going to be on the air. You know, handful of months removed. It was in November, I believe, or October, and now it's going to be on the air for all to see come July 10th. Beautiful day. All right, uh, Rick Kelly coming up out of the break from Porta Cool. Let me talk to you quickly about Fast Eddie's Cook Shack Pellet Grill. It's a grill and a smoker all in one. It's a stainless steel, 100% wood burning pellet fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 600 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill is able to barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double-wall roll hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. And the PG-500 features a two-way swing lid and utensil holder. The PG-500 and 1000 have many great features, including 784 inches, square inches, of cooking space, easy-to-side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grates on the direct zone that produces killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect side of the top rack, drip bucket, pellet, ashtray, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of Cook Shack hickory pellets, 100% hickory pellets, by the way, and a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're not losing out if you don't like it. It is versatile pellet cooker. Adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, desserts, sides, large cuts of meats. It can do it all, including cold smoke. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense smoky flavor. Sealing in the flavor of the food by cooking with wood pellets. The fuel is consistent and the smoke more flavorful. For recipes and how-to videos, check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel and their cooking guide on the website. Call Cook Shack directly at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. You can order yours today. You can also do that by visiting cookshack.com. That's C-O-O-K-S-H-A-C-K.com. Cookshack.com or 800-423-0698. All right, we're back with uh, Rick Kelly on the show. Portacool right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. 
Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. Uh, if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966, the portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, $500,000 in cash to be won, plus eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. The next Sam's event will be June 28th in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is a local qualifier feeding into the South Haven, Mississippi Regional. That goes down September 6th. To keep up with the tour or register to compete, visit KCBS. Dot us slash sam's tour all right folks as i mentioned you know like one of the worst things about barbecue is the summer heat it's not the food it's not the company but man if it's hot out it's it's kind of oppressive so what can you do to overcome that good news i have a guest tonight that is joining me this segment the uh, director of retail sales for porticule a unique product that will help you beat the heat during the hot summer months, especially during those barbecues. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome Rick Kelly to the show. Rick, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Rick. Appreciate you joining me again here on the show. Uh, we had you on last year, and I was like, man, it, it's about time to sense temperatures. Well, I mean, I, it seems like everybody else in the country is finally experiencing summer temperatures, but uh, Cleveland has retained its desire to stay cold as possible for as long as possible, given the winter that we had. But we are seeing trends up at least into the 80s here over the next couple days or so. So we'll uh, hold out hope for summer here in Cleveland. But nevertheless, you know, before we get into the um, Porta Cool unit itself, uh, maybe a little background about yourself, Rick, and how you got involved uh, with the company itself. Well, I began working with Portacool about five years ago. My background has been in retail sales, and uh, through a connection from a previous em- employer, um, they brought me in to help them uh, get started, get the retail division started. They have primarily sold to commercial industrial type uh, customers in the past and wanted to branch out and try to reach to more consumers through retail, and uh, that's what they brought me in to do for them. So Portacool units are, in essence... Uh, let's call it a uh, a evaporative cooler. So, if you could, uh, maybe a little background first about the company itself and how evaporative coolers kind of work in in a, a general sense. Sure, evaporative coolers primarily have been used in the desert southwest for years. Uh, in in the desert southwest, they're going to use evaporative coolers to cool their entire house, like we would use a central air conditioning unit in in other parts of the country. And so Porticool decided they wanted to develop a, a product that you could actually use evaporative cooling, which is very energy efficient, to cool areas where you really can't use air conditioning, like a warehouse, um, a workshop, uh, an outdoor area. That's why so many NFL and college football teams use our products on their sidelines. You, you just simply can't use an air conditioning system in those types of environments, and they're, they're just tailor-made for evaporative cooling. Evaporative cooling is going to use water to cool the air, and there's no compressors or no refrigerants. Uh, it's just it's natural cooling. So the hotter, the drier the air, the better it cools. But it does, our units do cool very well in even humid areas like uh, Houston, Texas, or even Cleveland. Uh, your, your, your lovely Cleveland Browns actually use one of our units on their sidelines. 
Uh, and that's keeping them cool so they continue the tradition of sucking, I believe, that is uh, the case. Right? Um, well, I live, in, I live in Dallas. I can't really talk. So. <laughs> well, uh, understood. Uh, Rick Kelly joining us here on the show, director of retail sales from uh, Port of Cool. Port A Cool with hyphens. Dot com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. I have some pictures that we're going to be showing as well. Uh, you know, Rick, I mentioned in the open, summertime is synonymous with barbecue, with grilling, but it's also synonymous with hot temperatures. I mean, if you're having a house party and you're not doing any outdoor cooking, it can still be a hot mess outside when you want to go out and enjoy it. And Port-A-Cool is, is kind of that item that can really help you live more comfortably outside even in the heat so the question is this on my patio right now the cyclone 2200 is going to get out there and, and do its magic so when i look at it i'm like man how is this thing going to cool 55 or oh, 5500 550 square feet and keep me and, and my guests cool so if you could kind of give us a, an idea of how it works and how sure. that unit it does seem kind of contained to a degree is going to effectively right. cool that big of an area well, it, it uses a centrifugal fan, which is we, we commonly refer to it as a squirrel cage fan, which uh, really through, uh, gives a, a strong CFM, strong airflow. And so that's why it really is effective in pushing the air out. Now, the other difference with our units is that the evaporative media, we call it our cool pack, that's in our unit, uh, they're thicker than most uh, media pads that are on the market. So with evaporation, the longer that air and that water are in that media pad and mixing, uh, that gives you much better evaporation. And so our cyclone units, uh, the 2200, literally that media pad is about six inches thick. And so that just gives you the, the best uh, efficiency when it comes to cooling. And you're right, with uh, outdoor backyard parties, tailgating, um, you know, it gets hot, and you know it depends on where you are. But here in Dallas, I have that same unit on my patio, and when it gets above 100 degrees, even with our humidity, I can still drop the temperature 20 to 25 degrees. We can sit on the patio and be entirely comfortable and enjoy that space where in the past we couldn't because it's just too uncomfortable to come to the heat. Rick Kelly joining me here on the show, director of retail sales from Portacool. Uh, so if somebody buys it, um, like how quickly is it to go from, you know, taking it out of the box? And it does come shipped very securely, very nicely. And I do have some video of that that I'm going to be posting on the website. Um, but how easy it to go from box to setup to cooling in that kind of uh, setup, I guess? It's ready to go right out of the box. All you have to do literally is, is connect a garden hose to it or fill it up with the uh, fill it up manually with water. And once you turn the unit on, it just takes about maybe five minutes for the pad patch to become saturated. Uh, after that, it's going to start cooling. So it's very short time to, to actually set it up and begin operation. Now, once you get it going, and I'm going to be using mine, as you said, the 2200 has, I believe, a 10-gallon tank on it. Um, right. It also has the option of hooking up a hose directly to the side, which you mentioned as well. So... When you do the hose option, and even if you're using the the uh, the 10-gallon and you don't have the option of you know continually running water to it, maybe you're at a camping site, what have you. On the back of the media, uh, you have that, uh, or on the back of, on the side where you put the hose, you have that, that water valve, if you will, that controls right. the amount right. of water that's going over the media. 
How should that look uh, in, in a optimal sense? I mean, you don't want it dry. You don't want it probably look like it's raining down there. How do you set it up to, to make sure you're giving yourself the most efficient cool? Well, the, the purpose of the water valve is to adjust the water flow over the pads depending on if it's uh, dry conditions or humid conditions. When you're looking at the pad and when it's fully operational, there should be at least one or two dry streaks on that pad. If, if, like you said, if there is just water that's just cascading down the pad, that's too much water, and it's, uh, it's literally like flooding a car engine. Conversely, if the entire pad is dry, then you don't have enough water. And so we, we tell our consumers, generally look for one or two dry streaks on that pad, and if, if you have too little or too much, then use that water control valve to make an adjustment. Once you make an adjustment, wait about five minutes, and uh, see if it's enough, and then you can make another adjustment if necessary. So when you're going through the website, and I'm kind of streaming through the pages here as we speak, you have a number of uh, different models to choose from. Uh, we're looking at one. You have a, a military guy there, and the thing looks like it's damn near seven, eight feet and tall. Um, right. Obviously, you have ones that are geared a little bit more towards the backyard and, and the patios and the garages. How do you go about figuring out which one is best for your particular space? Well, uh, our models range from uh, our to the small from the smallest at 500 square feet all the way up to 4,000 square feet. Those larger models are really used more for uh, commercial app, uh, industrial applications, like I mentioned, the warehouses, the factories, the workshops. Um, most consumers and your barbecue consumers, even tailgaters, are going to use the Cyclone uh, 2200 or the Cyclone 3200. For the most part, that's going to be fairly ideal for their space. Um, so you really want to look at the square footage of the space that you're going to be cooling. And quite frankly, on that patio, I just uh, we use it as a spot cooler. We we aim our cooler directly at where we're going to be sitting on the patio, and it's it's more than enough. So uh, you just have to look at the physical square space of the area that you're trying to cool, and in some cases. If you say you have a 1,000 square foot area, uh, you could buy one of the larger units that is rated for 1,000 square foot, or some consumers will actually buy two of the smaller Cyclone 2200s that are rated at 500 square foot each and place one on either side of the patio and blow them in towards each other, which creates a really nice airflow or a circulation of air. And so there's, you really have two options of, uh, of you know, selecting the right size for your application. I'm sure you get to ask this question a lot, but, you know, evaporative cooling is, is, is one technology of bringing down temperature and, and air conditioning is different. If you could just kind of briefly explain the big differences between those two styles of cooling. Oh, absolutely. With, the, with an air conditioner, it's, we call it a closed loop system. Uh, you've heard the old, you know, your, your mother when you were a kid saying, hey, shut the back door. You don't want to air condition the, the outdoors. Right. Uh, with air conditioning, you really want all the doors and windows to be closed because an air conditioner is going to is going to uh, treat the air and then it's going to recycle that same air over and over, and so it's going to retreat that same air over and over, and so it used that's what the compressor and the refrigerants are used for. Whereas an evaporative cooler, you are uh, since you're not using a, a compressor, you're not treating that same air over and over. You're actually pulling fresh air in and then pushing that air out. And so you don't want 
pull in the same air and treat it over and over because what you in effect would be doing is adding more humidity to the air. So that's why our evaporative coolers actually work better in outdoor uh, areas that are very, you know, very well ventilated, uh, which is just exact opposite of the ideal scenario for an air conditioning unit. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the actual time where, you know, mom would say, leave the damn door open so this <laughs> thing cools more efficiently. Exactly, exactly. So when we talk about efficiency of evaporative cooling, uh, obviously air conditioners are associated with higher electric bills during the warm summer months because uh, of how frequent it's running, depending on where you keep your thermostat. In regards to efficiency and evaporative cooling, am I going to see a huge jump in the electric bill as well when I turn this thing on, or is it set to be a more uh, miserly electronic consumer? Well, because an evaporative cooler doesn't have that same compressor, they're actually going to use about 75 to 80% less energy than a standard air conditioning system would. And so, so it's actually going to save you a lot of money. That's the, one of the reasons why evaporative coolers are still widely used in the desert southwest to cool in, entire homes because they are so energy efficient. But um, with our units, you, you really get two advantages. One, you, you're able to use it where an air conditioning system just isn't practical, but it's going to be more economical uh, than AC as well. I see this term on the Internet, you know, when I do research for interviews and stuff or I'm looking for reviews other than my own, and you see this term getting thrown around called swamp cooler. And then right. uh, is a swamp cooler different from a porta cool unit, and if so, where are the differences at? Well, and, and of course, there's nothing good that comes from a swamp cooler, right? I mean, there's nothing that sounds good about a swamp cooler. <laughs> right. the, swamp, the, the swamp cooler term actually uh, came from uh, its use years ago, and it's still being used indoors. Like I said earlier, uh, in the desert southwest, like in Phoenix, they have central AC, uh, central evaporative cooler units they use to cool their entire house, just like we would have the central AC unit. And so what would happen is if they weren't used properly, uh, you could actually get a buildup of moisture inside the house if you didn't have the proper ventilation. And that's where the old term swamp cooler came from because it felt like a swamp in your living room. And so, so that's the biggest difference because our units are portable. They're meant to be used in, in outdoor or very well uh, ventilated areas. The other difference is the old swamp coolers used a media pad that was called Aspen Media. It almost looked like a straw or a hay material, uh, which it wasn't very efficient because it was very thin material. Whereas our evaporative cooler media pads are rigid media, and so they're much thicker and they're much more efficient. So, uh, so that's a, a, a huge difference from the, the normal swamp coolers that you see. But the main difference is the fact that swamp coolers are used mostly indoors for household use. Jeff, let me ask you something, um, and let me make it specific to my situation since I have one. If if I have it in the garage right now and I fill up the tank or I leave the hose connected to it, is there a certain point in time where if I'm not using it that I want to drain it out, or if I'm not going to use it for a week, do I need to, to drain the tank out uh, in order to keep everything running right? How does the you know the general maintenance of the whole thing work? Yes, yeah, I would say if you're not going to use that unit like every day, uh, if you're going to go, I'd say even two or three days without using it, I'd go ahead and drain the tank. 
just because you really don't want that, that water sitting there, you know, for multiple days on end. What we also tell our consumers is uh, when they're using the unit, you obviously will have the pump on and you'll have the fan on. When you're just about ready to shut the unit down, go ahead and turn that pump off first and let the fan run for about 10 to 15 minutes, and that will allow those pads to dry out. Those, those uh, rigid media pads or cool pads are designed to last three to five years wow. with the proper maintenance. And so if they will, if they will uh, just use the, that simple step when they're shutting the unit down, uh, they will extend the life of that pad. And those cool pads can also be removed from the unit and very easily washed with a garden hose just to keep them clean. But, uh, yes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave water in the tank more than two or three days uh, if you know you're not going to use it, I'd go ahead and All right, so we're getting a lot of great reaction here in the instant chat room. Some people uh, work in big warehouse settings that have port cool units in them and uh, talking about how well they work in that kind of a setting. So uh, obviously in regards to either taking it out to a barbecue site or putting one on your patio, for a Cyclone 2200 or you know for the 3000 series, what kind of a price point are we looking at for people to be able to jump online and, and grab some? Sure. That Cyclone 2200 uh, normal retail is going to be $539. Uh, the Cyclone 3200 will be roughly $739. And the nice thing about those two units, the Cyclone 2200 only is going, is only going to draw about two and a half amps. So you literally could hook that up to an inverter and plug it into a cigarette lighter and, and you know, take it tailgating, camping, barbecuing, I mean, any, any type of outdoor area. And the Cyclone 3200 is only going to draw about four and a half amps. So they're very energy efficient. And this is something that you would want to buy online, or does Portacool have a extensive dealer uh, line uh, ready, kind of rolled out, where you can go to a, an actual brick-and-mortar store and pick one up? Absolutely. Uh, they're available at Home Depot stores uh, throughout the south and the southwest. Uh, also, uh, Lowe's. They're available at Lowe's and also online. Uh, many of the online retailers like an Amazon.com, Walmart.com, uh, they're, they're going to stock them as well. Sounds absolutely fabulous. We're talking with Rick Kelly. He is the uh, director of retail sales for Portacool. Uh, Rick, one last question before I let you go. When it gets cold out, you see those steel umbrella heaters. And it looks like you guys have kind of piggybacked onto that idea. And instead of right. waiting until fall or winter to heat up, you're going to take the cool down over the summer at some of those bar and restaurant style locations with a similar looking item, right? Absolutely. We, we developed that unit. It's called our Islander unit. And the purpose of that was just like the patio heater was to be able to deliver that, that uh, cool air in a 360 degree delivery system. And, uh, yes, you're exactly right. Your your bars, your restaurants, your patios, where space for premium, uh, you know those those units will will be ideal for those that type of situation uh, where they can disperse that air and not take up as much room uh, on their patios. Rick is the director of retail sales for Portacool. Again, the website port a cool. Dot com. Rick, appreciate you telling us again about the product and you know why it's unique for our uh, barbecue and grilling community. And most of all, appreciate you making sh- uh, time for the show again tonight. Thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll talk again right. soon. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you got it. There he is, Rick Kelly. Portacool.com.
And uh, <laughs> like I said, when whatever summer decides to arrive here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be uh, ready to keep the cool with my Porta Cool 2200. So, uh, again, uh, for the unit, I got 539 bucks. For the one just above it, the cool is about 200 more square feet, 739 bucks. Uh, I think for what it can deliver, nominal investment. You want to keep your barbecue site at competitions a little more cool? Your backyard, your garage, whatever. I'll give you ongoing summer reports once we get it up and running when the heat gets up there. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the runnest, lo- uh, longest running sponsor of the show, Barbecue Guru. Uh, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers. Don't look at anybody else. Stop here. These are the guys that created this technology. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. This is real life. It can take advantage of this technology today. Because if you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you don't have the time to set around and tend to pit temperatures. I get it. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. It's currently a number of different miles to choose from. Last week, we talked with Bob Trudnack, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Barbecue Guru, and he unveiled the renaissance or the facelift or the revamp of the party queue self-contained unit runs on double a batteries i have a unit that i'll be also testing out during the summer i'm gonna be testing out porta cool units and barbecue guru party queues all summer but you can take it from one cooker to the next you have a ceramic cooker no problem it has a adapter that will go down to that bottom vent uh latch and you can hook on from there if you have the bullet style smokers it works with that as well And all you have to do is set that pit temperature, hook the probe up inside the cooker so it knows where to keep that temperature at. You set the temperature, boom, you're off and running. It's great stuff. All you have to do is head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call them, please. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU. Or TheBBQGuru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we're uh, back with Robin Lindar's Grill Girl right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. segment talking about the port a cool unit one of us is very excited to try it out on the patio once the <laughs> weather gets warm enough 45 degrees here in cleveland today ladies just kidding not 45 
55. Uh, all right, my next guest, a monthly guest-ish on the show, creator of the highly successful Grill Girl Food Blog. Let's go ahead and uh, race over the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Robin Lindar. Robin, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous. So uh, regale the tales of jealousy while I use my Portacool 2200 unit on my patio and you have to suffer through the deep Florida Southwest heat and humidity. You're right. It is, it's, it's really hot right now. In fact, the mosquitoes are horrible. I feel like I'm in my winter. You guys have winter and my summer is like your winter because it's, it's almost so bad. You don't want to go outside because it rains every day and the mosquitoes are horrible. In fact, I just ordered like, like a mosquito net jacket to grill in (laughs) like for real. Yeah. Because you get to the point where, you know, you're either wearing the really hardcore deet stuff or when you try the natural stuff, it just doesn't work. And then you're just really itchy all the time. What about, uh, what about skin? So soft. Yeah, that works really well. You just, I just haven't ordered it. I need to order. I need to go to Amazon. So don't they have it like down at the, the CVS or the five and dime? No, you have to go to Avon to get skin. So soft. They have the, the fake, Skin so soft that looks oh. like skin so soft. Isn't there somebody in your neighborhood, some kook old bag that sells Avon? You can go grab five or ten from. Probably. So I, I think actually, uh, I think they sell it on Amazon, like everything. I think I have an idea. Hey, kook old bag, I'll teach you how to grill. You give me a year's supply of skin so soft. Thank you for coming. I right. Like course right i have to give a shout out to my friend adrian's barbecue restaurant devila's barbecue nice sure um, we we judged uh that we judged american grilled together on the texas episode and he's he's my uh mexican brother from another mother so i thought i'd give him a shout out on the show today your mexican hermana from a different uh, uh okay. madre <laughs> right thank you wait that's, that's your spanish lesson for uh today Exactly. So uh, just want so, to give him a shout out. He has a barbecue restaurant in Seguin, Texas. If you guys ever want to check it out near San Antonio. And we're going to talk about American Grill here in just a little bit. But first, I have a terrible confession to make. One thing I've learned about this show is I have availed my soul of all of the food non-tastes that I've never really gotten into. Right. So one of those things, and much to my dad's dismay, I hate to say, is uh, lamb. And I happen to know through your communications that you are a <coughs> lambassador for the American Lamb Board. So first of all, congratulations on making lambassador. I heard the campaign was tough. There was tenuous voting, but you were able to do it. But I didn't even know there was an American Lamb Board. I didn't know that either, Greg. And they reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you want to be a ambassador? And I, I kind of thought it was funny. So I was like, sure, what the hell? Um, you know, honestly, I, I felt a little bit like I was cheating on pork because I had a, a gig with the pork board last year. But I don't have the gig any longer. And so I love all meat. I don't discriminate. And um, honestly, I just thought it would be a fun opportunity because like you, I really haven't cooked. I had not cooked with lamb a lot. Um, and I figured, you know what, this might get me out of my comfort zone. And so in the past two weeks, I've really kind of, um, I've eaten a lot of lamb and uh, I have discovered that it's a little more versatile than I thought. 
Um, and yeah, so I, I've, I made a couple of videos for the land board that um, the first one's going to be launching on my uh, site this Thursday. Uh, I did a rosemary lemon um, boneless leg of lamb on the grill. Um, and I, it's, it's essentially butterfly. You know, I did the whole spatchcock technique where I grilled on an indirect and then I finished it on direct under a brick for some nice char on the outside. And um, I was really surprised how great it was. So I, I've kind of had to change my attitude about lamb. And, uh, and I think that was their goal is to take someone like myself who, you know, might have been like me and make it a little more approachable and, and, and surprise people that it's, it's better than you thought. And the attitudes of yesteryear are, are, should be gone. You know, we're talking lamb, not mutton. So, um, you know, you have extra, you have more options when you go to the grocery store now, you know, if, if you know what to do with it and, and how to cook it right. All right. So you brought up an interesting term there and I figured let's go ahead and chase that one down. It's lamb, not mutton. Uh, people are in Kentucky are shooting themselves in the head as we speak. What, uh, so, I mean, what's the difference between lamb and mutton? Isn't that all the same stuff? It's coming from lamb, right? Or no? Yeah, but I mean, so think about mutton in, right, in the Kentucky area, that's their barbecue. And think about barbecue. All, all barbecue is usually the process of taking really, you know, inexpensive cuts that are really tough and making them edible and delicious, you know, s- slow smoking them. So mutton is an old sheep and, you know, old, old sheep are, you know, tough. So we're talking lamb here. So it's totally different in my opinion. I mean, lamb is rich. It does have, um, I'd say a little more earthiness to it, but, um, you know, I've, I've, I've opened my eyes to it and gotten a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking, looking for here? Open-minded to it. You've, uh, broadened your taste horizons. Yeah, Yeah. I really have. And yeah, like, a boneless leg of lamb is still probably not going to be once a week. It might be once a month, but it's it's a great alternative to just only thinking about these type of things at Easter. And uh, probably the most versatile I've found is is ground lamb. So I did a um, what's called a kofta kebab, which is really just like you know a meatball on a stick. And you know, Greg, I love anything on I I love grilling meat on sticks. That's like my favorite thing to do. Anything on a kebab is just in my in my opinion, pretty awesome. Really? <laughs> kebabs I love are the, skewers. Look, kebabs are the worst. Kebabs and and uh, the World Cup rank right up there with each other. I don't get kebabs at all. I don't. Well, like what's I think good? A lot of it's how you grill a kebab, right? Like a lot of people will mix the vegetables and the meat together. Yeah. And then they all cook at different. Yes. Rates, and then some things are burned and some things are undercooked. A real if you want a kebab to turn out right, you have to separate the meat and the veggies. You want kebab for meat and one for veggies. But in this case, this was really just like a meatball on a stick. There's no way you couldn't like this, Greg. You know, and I did. Um, it's kind of like a Middle Eastern inspired with, um, you know, like cumin and, and coriander and and um, you know, paired with some grilled pita and like a uh, like a Greek yogurt dipping sauce. It was really quite tasty. So, but a fun alternative to your average burgers this 4th of July. You know, just in a, in a general sense, if you can kind of describe the taste landscape of, of lamb, um, you know, I don't remember the last time I tried it, but it didn't impress me enough to want to try it again. But you look, I'm getting older. I'm going to be 40 here in a month or so. So, you know, every 10 years, the palate changes. So maybe this is the year that I like lamb. I hated wine for like the first 20 years of my life. And then when I turned 30, I loved wine and, you know, I love drinking it now. So what kind of like, flavor profiles does lamb have 
or, or is it like a comparable to something kind of? Uh, you know, I guess I'd kind of put it in that more wild tasting meat, you know, um, like Gamey. if you have a, um, like a venison, right? It's got a different taste to it, right? So I see that face you're making. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a different taste, yeah. Like poop. No, no, but like a like a leg of lamb is is would be like a roast, and um, if you don't overcook it and cook it medium rare, it's actually really good, and especially if you pair like a like a rosemary lemon, like I did, like a flavor profile that really complements it. It's going to be a little richer and gamier than, you know, other meats you're used to, but that's the draw of it. That's why people like it because it's different and and it is rich. It would pair well with like a really good Pinot Noir since you like wine. There's there's your flavor pairing. All right. Good enough. Uh, so that's uh, Lambassador Robin Lindars, uh, grillgirl.com, <laughs> the website. Um, the other thing that you did, and I think, you know, initially when... I kind of stumbled across you and was uh, kind of uh, doing a run up on you to see what you're uh, what you're into. It was you trying to empower other women to get in front of the grill or the cooker or whatever. And it, you were doing these classes for women and yep. you've held another one uh, semi recently. And, you know, for the folks that don't know, like what you do there, uh, maybe you can give us a little idea of how this most recent grilling clinic went down, how many people are there and like what you're covering and, and maybe what the experience is for these broads. Yeah. Yeah. So I had kind of a hiatus. Um, I didn't do one for like a year and a half, I think, cause I just, um, they're just so much work for me. And then I, I brought them back and I've done them a lot smarter this time. I hire a sous chef. I hire, I, or I get friends to help me out with, um, with, you know, like g- watching the grilling station, some of my foodie friends I have um, come and just help assist because it's just a lot of stuff we have going on. But essentially the goal is to just show women that grilling is not a big deal. Um, you know, what I've seen is a lot of women, and I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them don't even know how to turn a grill on and are kind of intimidated by it. <laughs> um, so, and then of course, you know, some of the class I see more experienced women grillers who want to take it to the next level. So, um, you know, but for the most part, you know, I'd say at least 75% of the women who come really have never done any grilling, um, don't know how to do it, don't know how to start a grill. So we go through the basics. So, you know, we do things like starting a gas grill, starting a charcoal grill. I cover, um, you know, things like using a chimney starter, using paraffin cubes. Um, even, I, I even bring the loof lighter out, you know, and, and show them all the options, um, and then we talk about doing using things like a meat thermometer so you know when things are cooked so you don't have, you know, rubber chicken syndrome, you know, so you can pull things off right at the right moment. You don't overcook or undercook um, direct and indirect zones for grilling, um, you know, even things like oiling the grill grates so food doesn't stick. And then um, and then what I do is I actually divide up everyone into groups. I am I did. I have I had four grills out in the backyard and I had two gas and two charcoal and we you know everyone can grill on what they want to learn on or if they'll you know have at home and then we all each did you know like two appetizers and a different recipe per station so that we could all be exposed to different techniques like um, you know I did cedar plank salmon with grilled asparagus we did barbecue chicken pizza um, we did a pork tenderloin with grilled romaine we did um, what else did we do. There was one other. Now right I'm on drawing the grill. Blank. But anyway, bread. we did a ton of food, and then we did a bunch of desserts. We did like a a gourmet s'mores bar, which is you know where you're seeing those pictures of women <laughs> doing the s'mores. We baked a cobbler on the grill. The main goal is to just show 
women in a, in a fun, relaxed setting, like no big deal. Right. And it's a fun thing to do to feed the kids, to feed the family, spend time outdoors. Um, and like my main thing that I love about grilling is that it actually creates less dishes because, you know, like imagine, imagine Greg, when you cook pasta inside, you're like, all right, I got a pan for the sauce. I oh. got a pan for the yes. um, noodles. Yes. Now I'm going to saute some meat. Like, all right, there's three right there. Right. right. So that a lot of my love for grilling is just the fact how, how easy it is. And it's just less cleanup. Yeah, and also, you get to hang out outside and drink beers by your grill, which is awesome. too. Yeah, plus you're not uh, adding a heater to your house. I mean, you're cooking on the stove, you're cooking in the oven. I mean, they're just exhausting heat right into the house. So why not take it outside, keep the house as cool as possible, but uh, and add some more flavor profiles you would normally get when you're using the grill. Exactly, exactly. So, and we do it in a really fun environment. All the women drinking wine, having a good time, very relaxed. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to do one again this fall. And I'm even thinking of doing with my dad not just a women's class, but a ribs class, because I feel like people are like, that's the one question I get from people. It's like, how do I do ribs? How do I do ribs? You know, like you, even your intro griller who's maybe not done a ton of grilling is always like, I want to do ribs and they have no idea how to do it. They don't know about the indirect low and slow whole thing, you know? So, um, anyway, stay tuned. I think that might be something we'll do. And, and my, my idea is to do ribs and a couple different cookers, you know, maybe a, a W a Weber Smoky Mountain, a big green egg, and even then on a kettle, you know, because I, I really do feel like the kettle is like your common denominator egalitarian grill. Like that's approachable for anyone. And if you can do it on a kettle, you can do it anywhere else. Yes, I call the kettle the gateway drug of barbecue. Because you can, it is. you know, it you totally can is. direct it's grill, grill, you can do the smoking, you can, you know, try it out. And I say, hey, if you like the smoking or the barbecue stuff, you know, cause, I mean, you can't really get it to, I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get it down to the low barbecue temperatures, but you can get there-ish. And if you like that product, then yeah, then why not go ahead and get a slow cooker? Or, well, not slow cooker, but you get a, a barbecue a pit of some sort and yeah. then really explore that subculture. All right, so uh, one last thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I guess uh, this is more uh, you know, for the radio geeks, a kind of a teaser, but you mentioned it at the top of the interview, um, plus you were showing a shirt. Five or six people were asking you if you could... Stand up and show the shirt again so they could read what was on it. It's, uh, you see it? Davila's Barbecue. Davila's Barbecue. Davila's. Yeah, wonderful. Nice shirt. Um, so this is called, uh, this TV show is called American Grill, right? American Grilled. American Grilled. Grilled. Uh, so just, you know, it's going to uh, come out in July, early July or something like that. Um, like, how does it compare to like what's out there? So American Grilled is um, it's premiering on July second, so just around the corner next Tuesday. So I don't think it's a big deal if we talk about it, but we can we can talk about my episode after you know when it airs, which yep. I have no idea when that is, um, sometime in July. But the show is essentially if you thought of Chopped Grill Masters and paired it with um, like a Travel Channel feel, that's what it's all about. So think about um, you know. The, the concept of the show is, you know, competing with kind of wacky ingredients, but it's all based on local flavors. So what the show does is they basically go to um, all these different cities across the U.S. You know, like I was the Pensacola and Austin judge, you know, and, and they've, they've been everywhere. They've been to Maryland and Jacksonville and New Orleans and, you know, all over the place. And they source people from 150 miles in that area. And then essentially what they do is a grilling competition like like a chopped where they give you 
you have three rounds and you have to cook with all of these very local ingredients. So, um, you know, like my Florida episode had, gosh, like avocado and, and shrimp. And, um, I'm trying to remember, but just stuff that would be found local, you know, and, um, it was super fun. It's, it's, I think people are going to really like it because it's, it's taking, you know, great backyard barbecuers and, and pairing them against each other and, and testing their knowledge of local flavor and flair and, and grilling expertise. So it was, it was an absolute blast to judge. And um, it was nice to be a judge and not a comp- contestant this time around. That's funny. I was going to ask you that. You were on the, the chopped grilled portion of it. Um, and you did well. I mean, you didn't obviously finish probably where you wanted to finish. But nevertheless, uh, you were still on there and you showed your wares. And a lot of people can suck it because they would have done worse than you. Uh, when you flip around and go to the judges' side of things, like how, you know, how do you compare and contrast the, the two different experiences? You know, it was so funny, Greg, because um, while we were filming, they the producers kept telling me I was being too nice and not giving any negative <laughs> feedback. And I think it's honestly because I've been there, and I know that that shizzle is stressful, <laughs> and you're freaking out over there. And um, so, yeah, but you know, it was just so different because it was nice to be kind of the subject matter expert and do what I really enjoy, which is talking about grilling, which is like my favorite subject to talk about, which is, you know, how I met my friend Adrian uh, that I was talking about, you know, that owns this restaurant. Um, So it was just a a very different experience. Um, You know, when I first did Chopped, I got voted out early on because, uh, you know, the oysters I had didn't open up and I was used to grilling with uh, like the oysters you get here down in South Florida, which are usually Gulf coast oysters. Um, and these did not behave like I expected. And I had like oyster shrapnel in my dish. So, like the whole thing was <laughs> stressful. And then I was worried about how they were going to edit it. Am I going to look like an idiot on TV, et cetera, et cetera. So like the stress I had from doing chopped versus just being a judge has been very different because I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is. Other than that, my I had a really bad hair day in the Pensacola episode because the weather was totally crazy. But you know, it was so it was just it was. A, I mean, for me, it was a lot more fun. I think Chopped gave me some street cred just because I had the cojones to go up and do it. But um, totally different experience. Robin Lindars created the uh, Grill Girl blog, grillgirl.com. That's G R R R L dot com. If you want to check it out, see what she's up to, recipes, pictures lambassador posts for the lamb board so on and so forth uh robin always appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll look for you again in july we'll talk about the uh, the grilt episode and kind of really get to do a, a good post-mortem on that i love it it'll be fun i can't wait all right Thanks we'll talk to you then Greg. there she is robin linda the grill girl grillgirl.com is the uh, website if you're looking to check that out all right let me talk to you about tasty licks barbecue supply Known for the amazing wide selection of cookers, sauces, rubs, and all things for both the backyard cook and the competition cook alike. They sell the uh, Big Green Eggs, the Kamado Joes, the Primo Ceramics, Mac and Green Mountain Pellet Grills, all the Weber Grills and Smokers, as well as Meadow Creek Smokers and Cookers. They are one of the largest barbecue guru dealers in the country. The very first to offer professional and amateur cooking classes featuring some of the most well-known barbecue chefs out there on the circuit today. 
So here's what you do. You call Fred Bernardo, the smoking guitar player, or, you know, call him Jimmy the Mitts or, you know, whatever you want to call him. As long as you're buying something, he doesn't care. Anyway, what I mean is you call him up or one of his friendly staff at 800-677-2882 or just go over to your friendly worldwide internets and type in this address, tastylicksbbq.com. And don't forget that the smoking guitar player has over 150 videos on this website as well. And in a couple of them, doesn't even try to sell you anything. Just spitting mad game, helping you be a better backyard or competition cook. Just like that, because he's a good guy. Again, the uh, website, tastylicksbbq.com. That's Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply in beautiful downtown Shillington, Pennsylvania. If you are in the neighborhood, chances are Fred is going to be cooking something. So you can stop by, check out a lot of those cookers that you might otherwise not see, not know about, what have you. Get some first-hand experience from a guy that uses all of them, that sells all the top-line brands right there in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Or again, tastylicksbbq.com or call 800-677-2882. Let's wrap it up with the first hour. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Thanks again to Grill Girl for joining me in this past segment. GrillGirl.com, the website, G-R-R-R-L, GrillGirl.com. John Dawson weighing in. Lamb is to mutton as veal is to beef. Aha! You know, veal, those little baby cows put in boxes, never allowed to run and exercise muscles. Oh, the horror. All right, uh, I'm going to step away. We're going to refresh the libations. We'll come back with the uh, second hour. Lots to get to with some takes, some recaps on the Sam's Club that took pass this weekend, all that good stuff. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 50 for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. <laughs> top men.
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. I'm telling you. New Casa de Barbecue Central. Nice in many ways, except for the fact I got to hit the freaking stairs to get up and refresh my Woodford Reserve. Liquid libation. All right, still to come tonight. You know him, you love him. Sam Zion joining me in uh, 13 minutes from now. Also, your chance to win no less than 80 pounds of wood pellets from cookingpellets.com. Yeah, there you go. Here's what I got to do. Pull up my colander and see where we're at next week. All right, next week, we missed him this month. He will be back. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy joins us for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Very excited for that. Have him back in the have him back in the mix. And then I I believe it was last week or the week before, I was raving about a grill called the Kalamazoo Cooker or Kalamazoo Grills or whatever it's called. Russ Falk will be joining us from Kalamazoo to talk about their brand of cookers. Let me tell you something. Out of all of the pieces of cooking equipment that I have seen in the past three and four years, and trust me, folks, I have my pulse firmly on the industry and uh, the products that it is bringing to the marketplace. This thing, has anybody else seen the Kalamazoo Hybrid Grill? This thing is freaking phenomenal. Rick Bayless is all about this thing. Maybe it's Rich Bayless. Something Bayless is all about this, and when I saw it, I was like, I got to get in touch with these guys. We'll have them on the show next week. You're going to enjoy it. Plus, we'll probably have some great interviews from contests that were won by certain people. Hey, I mentioned it in the first segment. Actually, let me... uh, Oh, just when I think I have enough desk space, I got to get rid of this laptop. Uh, well, look, I got to tell you, I just had an email come in and I don't even know if I can read. I don't even know if I believe that this is who it's from. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, and I got to make the change here. Hold on a second. It is not this, nor does that it is, believe it or not, making her way in via email is my mom. Greg, this is your mother calling. Listen here, young man. I have to tell you something. I'm writing this in an email. So please listen. Now, just listen to me. Don't, I'm saying, don't listen to that grill girl. Lamb sucks. It stinks. I'm not even kidding. This is crazy. Lamb should be let out on the field to eat your grass or something along these lines. Not to be put on a grill or anything. This is crazy. Lamb is terrible. And I'm not afraid to say it. So there, suck it. Mom, coming strong on the email tonight. Wow. I do know that uh, 
Perhaps that is a point of division in the uh, the uh, Rempy immediate family because uh, my father is a big fan of lamb with mint jelly, I believe. Robin, do you eat mint jelly? Do you eat mint jelly? Uh, the 2014 Sam's Club. I still can't believe my mom wrote that email. I have it, by the way. Um, the 2014 Sam's Club series rolled into Lexington, Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah. Lexington, Kentucky this past weekend. This was a local qualifier seeing the top six teams move on to the South Haven, Mississippi regional final, which takes place on September 6th. So coming up here shortly. And the top six teams moving on to that event are taking grand championship. Midnight burn. Boom. Boom. Reserve grand championship. The Looney Pit. Number three, Kewen, Stewen, and Bruin. Fourth place, Smitty's Real Pit Barbecue. Number five, and I believe the 19th annual Jack Daniels champion, Chad Hayden from Moonswires, makes it on the regional final. And rounding out the top six, uh, Sauced Barbecue Team. Sauced Barbecue Team. Uh, John Dawson writing in, what, no LeBron shames taunt to Miami chick? Grill Greek? I don't what weeks are. I, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't want to turn this show into a sports show, this topic or this segment. But you've seen the goings on the National Basketball Association, or as they say, the association. Carmelo uh, Carmelo Anthony, the Knicks has opted out of his contract. And uh, just as early as this morning, LeBron James has also opted uh, opted out of his contract with the Miami Heat. Uh, the first portion of that, Carmelo Anthony, I don't care. That dude smokes weed like it's going out of style. I don't want anybody that's burning. I mean, I know 90% of the NBA burns. But I don't want a known burner on my team. I think that induces laziness and one-dimensional play, which is what Carmelo Anthony is. Secondary to that... The LeBron James opting out of his contract should in no way lead the Cleveland faithful for whence he came from Cleveland to Miami to win them two championships and showing up in four finals in uh, as many years. No one should think for even a second that LeBron James is looking to come back to Cleveland. I give that a 1% chance opting out of his deal allows him to take less money in order for the heat to go out and uh, as Ryle said after they lost to the uh, San Antonio Spurs retool yeah take all of my money that you were going to pay me you know I I got a billion jillion dollars right now you know let's buy me some good talent go get Kevin Love give me a real center get rid of that Chris Bosh loser Cleveland fans, just relax for one mediocre second. He is not coming back. He's not coming back. Restructuring or opting out for him is an allowance to restructure. That's all it is. He's staying. I would stay in South Beach. Are you kidding me? I would be that much closer to Grill Girl and taking uh, classes with a bunch of bra, uh, with a bunch of ladies for the outdoor grilling clinics. Ooh. Um, the next Sam's Club event is going to be held in one of my most favorite cities ever, aside from Cleveland, Ohio. May I say, Indianapolis, Indiana, top of the food chain. 
It'll be going down on June 28th. That is this coming weekend. Good luck to all the teams that will be getting after this one. Thank you, David, for uh, appreciating my safe. Uh, sometimes I like to bring up on the show safety first, right? We want to remember that uh, grilling and barbecue in some hands can be a dangerous business and that these folks... You know, I critically wonder about what is happening across the pond. I know that barbecue and grilling is growing with leaps and bounds, well, at least the barbecue side of things, is growing in leaps and bounds in, in England. Bob Trudnak is going to be going over uh, to Germany, you know, Europe, uh, and doing some barbecue classes. But here you go. Teens critically ill after barbecue fireball in Isles, Islesworth. A man believed to be 18 has sustained 50% burns. After bioethanol fuel was used to start a barbecue in Chestnut Grove, two other teenagers also were treated for burns. Three teenagers were injured, with one suffering 50% burns after using bioethanol fuel to start a barbecue. The youths believed to have created a fireball when they used the accelerant designed for a real flame for inside the home to help ignite charcoal barbecue in Chestnut Grove on Sunday. Look, folks, if I've said it once, I've said it twice. Never use biofuel to light your charcoal fire. Please don't do that. Nothing good is coming out of putting gas or do you know what biofuel is? It's that stuff that gives you like a real life, you know, you can have like a freestanding fireplace. Holy crap. Hey, the charcoal isn't lighting. Let's pour biofuel on it and then hover over it while we lend match to fluid. Let's see what happens. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. They're not going to be wearing a succulent timepiece all over their burned wrist from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right. Uh, Father's Day has now passed, but July 4th, right around the corner. No better time than to stick a finely crafted timepiece on your wrist. How about the Bulliva Watches? Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? The Bulliva Watches are stylish, affordable, starting under 200 bucks. They come in traditional court styles, retro-styled automatic versions. Then you have the chronographs, the skeletons, and traditional styles to fill out the line of Bulova timepieces. Maybe you want the most accurate watch in the world. The Precisionist is just that watch. Exclusive movements from Bulova Precisionist. Break down secondhand movement into 16 segments per second, giving that secondhand a smooth-moving appearance. Steel and titanium versions are available as well. And then you have the Accutron, the high-end without the high price, the Cadillac of the Bowl of a Wine starting at below 600 bucks. The Accutron gives you that high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. Maybe you're a gadget guy. Maybe you're a gadget girl. Citizen might be the watch for you. Citizen is the perfect item for the gadget person. Eco-driven technology converts the light into energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms. And multiple time zones. Then you have that European guy, Philip and Company, with ETA movements starting at $895. Philip's watches not only have an elegant European style, but they're affordable. All of the uh, watches made by Philip's are serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. So here's what you do. Visit the website, stephendefranco.com, and then call him toll-free. Uh, um, then call him, 440-943-2700. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you the real discount on the price you want. Not allowed by the manufacturer to show the real discounted price on his website. So you know Steve is going to hook you up nice and tight 
when it comes to the uh, line of uh, all the watches, all the stuff that he's got in his store, stephendefranco.com or 440-943-2700. We're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. From the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216. 216- Two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me. Should you see fit? Uh, joining me now, somebody that I uh, just love talking to in general. But when we talk about food, it's even better. He is a guest that appears here frequently. He has his own web series, the Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, multiple-time author, weekly radio host as well. Let's uh, head on over to the hotline and welcome back Sam Zion, a.k.a. Sam the Cooking Guy. Sammy, how are you, man? What's up, my friend? How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous. Look, when a month goes by where we haven't talked, I think it's just too damn long. I want to go bromance on you, but I love having you on the show, just, you know, chatting it up. I'm completely, I'm, I'm with you. I miss this hang time that we have. Right. We have, I guess we do have that. We have hang time, right? We share, uh, we share emails or texts uh, in, the, in the off period, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, I would say we have a uh, out of show relationship, if you will. You could say that uh, I mean, a that, long that, distance, but it is what it is. Yeah, it sounds it sounds a little bit awkward when I say it like that, but nevertheless, <laughs> no, it both, doesn't. It sounds a lot awkward when you say it. Like right, that. it sounds a lot awkward, but look, I think yeah. we're both comfortable where we are, and uh, you know, we're we're happy to 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 kind of lend Absolutely. our uh, weirdness to the uh, to the world. We're talking with uh, Sam Zion. You know him as Sam the Cooking Guy. A couple different websites to check him out at uh, the Cooking Guy Guy the the Cooking Guy dot com. And the SamLiveCast.com. I'm joining you in a libation tonight. Typically, Sam, I am not a drinker on the show, but I what? have a uh, a Woodford Reserve oh. bourbon over ice myself. What do you? Uh, Smoky, what do you got? lovely, delicious. Oh, it's, it's absolutely fabulous. What are you? Uh, yeah. What are you sipping on tonight, Sam? I'm embarrassed to say. Mm. After after you have that outstanding drink in your hand, yeah. I'm drinking. I guess what you would call a sea breeze. Yeah. Which even if you don't know what's in it, the fact that I call it a sea breeze. Knocks me down many pegs from where you are with your Woodford, but it's vodka, a little yeah. uh, a little um, cranberry juice, and a little OJ. I thought the um, I thought the it's, traditional sea breeze had grapefruit juice in it. Uh, I call that a I don't know what it is. Oh, oh, is that I bay breeze? I know bay I breeze know. and sea breeze. There's all these different breezes. Whatever. Look, we'll just blame it on the fact that I live in Southern California. Does that do it? Uh, well, I, I believe one of us would also like to be in Southern California. Look, it's still sunny outside. Yes. Uh, I just finished cooking a tri-tip about a half an hour ago for the live cast. And uh, I've got a vodka, a girly vodka cocktail in my hand, yeah. and I'm okay with it. Look, let me ask you something, because uh, in the first hour, I had a guy, uh, Rick Kelly. He's from a company called Portacool. 
Yeah. And they make evaporative coolers. I don't know if you've ever seen these things before or not, but you know, let let give us a perspective from where you're at. You know, you're yes. kind of you know southwest portion of the country, South California, yes. Southern California. Southern Cal, yes. In the uh, in the uh, the teeth of the day in the summertime, yes. like what kind of temperature are you looking at? Oh, like an average day? Yeah. Well, summer, yeah. So average summer day, I guess. Average summer day, 73, 74, 75, something what? like that. Are you kidding? No. God. I, Just when I'm I think I couldn't hate you anymore. Oh, my God. And, and for me, honestly, <laughs> that's starting to get a little hot. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm really – I'm. my uh, wheelhouse is like 65 to yeah. 70. I could live there all day long. Sounds like you're not too far away. Yeah. Wow. But don't forget, but, but I live – relatively close to the coast you know yeah. uh my wife's brother tony lives inland about maybe 15 miles so there he could be on an average summer day he could be you know 90 oh just like that so, so exactly so you know when you see the temperature for san diego and if they say san diego that's downtown san diego and that's there's ocean or there's water all the way around it so it's going to be a little cooler than than the uh, than the inland guys, but general, I mean, still, it's pretty nice here. They say we have the best median temperature, best median weather in the entire country, and so that beats uh, Florida. There's no question. I mean, they've yeah. got like extreme heat and oh, humidity yeah. and grossness, and even Hawaii, where you would imagine would be always spectacular, we still beat them because we're drier than that kind of crazy wetness that they have, yeah. and it's just lovely here. So. All right, so we suffer with uh, ridiculous cold for six, seven months out of the year. Yes. And this this winter was extremely brutal, one of the worst on record. And yep. now we're preparing for the extreme hot and humidity. So, you know, it's never easy for me to want to say, okay, well, it's actually almost easier for me to get out when it's 20 below zero and cook or barbecue than it is to go out when it's 95 degrees and 95% humidity. So is that an is that an average summer day for you? Ninety five degrees. Yes. Uh, no, I mean the average summer day is probably going to be mid uh, mid eighties. Um, yeah. And then, but it's also going to be you know really high in the humidity. So your what it feels like temperature is probably going to yeah, be yeah, low yeah. to mid nineties. Uh, you know, I, li- I lived in uh, before Kelly and I moved to California. We lived in Toronto, and shortly, and Toronto has you know like just like ass loads of humidity. Yeah. I remember we lived in this uh, a converted Victorian that had been turned into like six or seven small apartments. And we had a very tiny one, no air conditioning. And we moved there in the summer. And, and Kelly, to get ready for work in the morning uh, and putting makeup on and doing hair and stuff like that, she used to have to run the shower in this little tiny bathroom on cold <laughs> just to create a little bit of breeze. Yeah. And, and shortly after we left Toronto, so this is 20, maybe 25 years ago, they started what they refer to now as the Humidex. So there's the web, there's the temperature, and then there's the Humidex, and that's the what it feels like number. Right. And it's always a way higher, way grosser number than the actual. So actual. this company has sent me a unit, and it's going to yeah. sit out on my patio, the new Palatial yeah. Barbecue Central Patio Studios. And uh, it's an evaporative cooler, so you can hook a garden hose up to it, or it's got a 10-gallon tank, and it's yeah. got this media on the back with this huge uh, centrifugal fan, 
and it pulls the air in. It hits the damp media, and then it blows out like uh, cool air. So it's almost right. like this. It's not a. It's a not an outdoor air conditioner, but because of how it works, it can drop the temperature around you uh, depending on heat and humidity and so forth. Uh, Fifteen to twenty degrees. Holy smokes! Right. That's insane. Yes. So, and do you just want to live out there now? Well, uh, so now my what? temperature woes. It just hasn't been like the optimum temperature for this thing to work at is like eighty-five degrees or hotter. Now, I just haven't seen that yet. I mean, it's, so after after all that bitching about how ugly your weather is, now it's yes. actually not that bad. Yes, it's not hot enough yet for me to use that, but it soon will be. I have no doubt about uh, okay, it. Okay, I'm but sure it will. It, and it and it's good for five hundred or five hundred square feet. What? Yes. And so, is it is it in, meant to be outdoor? That's yes. its uh, prime use. Yes, outdoor or warehouse. Wow. I mean, you can use it indoors too, I guess. It says you can. Yeah. Uh, but I have air conditioning for that. But, you know, to keep it right. cool on the patio, I can hook this That's thing crazy. up, run it, and even if I can get a 10 to 15 degree difference, uh, man, that's going to make outdoors a e- lot more pleasurable. Even if, I mean, 95 becomes 80. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really that's good. Com- that's completely doable, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's very efficient, and yes. it's not, you know, when you put the, what's everybody bitch about when it gets really hot? You put on the air conditioner, well, the electric bill's going through the roof, wah. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's either that or you have damp sheets at night, and who wants damp sheets? <laughs> Nobody wants. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you about something. You sent me a picture. You just mentioned it here when we were at the top of the segment. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things to cook that here in the Midwest is ultra extremely hard to find also if you go to a butcher and we have plenty of butchers that are around don't understand i can't your cows aren't different than our car of cows but they don't send them out here we're talking about tri-tip of course um but i would be hard pressed to sit here and tell you that you know in a in a five minute time frame that i would be able to go out and locate a tri-tip. I mean, it's it's asinine, I know, but that's the fact of the matter. But this is such a great cut of meat, right? It's unbelievable. Look, it's it's not an expensive cut of meat. No. I wish I had a I wish I had a picture that that I could show you. If you if you can show that picture, yep, it's yep. a little. It's they say it's at the bottom of the, the subprimal cut, and there it is. Look, it's that little triangle that's that's down there. There's two of them on a on a cow, one on either side, right? And they're anywhere from, I'd say, uh, I don't know, the small of a about a pound and a half to maybe maybe three pounds. I don't know that they get much bigger than that. And it, it really is. It's this sort of triangular shape. Uh, and it's fairly muscly. I mean, um, but honestly, it's one of the the most delicious cuts I've ever had. You, you, it doesn't take a long time. You know, maybe 20 minutes start to finish. You're maybe four-ish minutes searing on either side. Push it over to the indirect and let it live there till it comes to – I mean, I did it for the live cast today. Uh, it got to 129 and a half, 130 in a couple spots, pulled yep. it off, threw it under some foil for 10 minutes. Holy crap. It is ridiculously good. You know, the uh, the traditional way, there's, uh, you know, 
tri-tip is traditionally known with what's called the Santa Maria-style barbecue out there in uh, Southern yeah. California. And it's done on the uh, the Santa Maria-style grills that have that wheel you're allowed to yes, do. The great, yes. It's done over red oak wood. And then you also have those pink, uh, the pinquito beans for a, a traditional side dish. Uh, with this particular, did you do you have the pinquito beans? You ever had those? You like those? No, pinquito beans. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, I didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, we have them, yes, but no, that's not what I did. I did. I did this. I cooked like that, and then I I um, sautéed a, a bunch of red onion in butter, seasoned a little bit, and then I was going to make tortilla. I was going to make like tacos out of it. Slice it thin. Keep it rare. Slice it thin. Yeah. And they make tacos out of it. I did not have any uh, tortillas. I did have those sourdough bread. So I buttered a piece of sourdough bread, put it on my on my flat top on my grill, got it nice and beautifully golden brown on both sides, and then put the grilled onions on that, a little bit of mayo with some horseradish mixed in, and then this uh, thin slices of the beautifully rare tri-tip, mm. and then... I mean, I'm telling you, it was freaking heaven. It was heaven. That's gonna. When is that going to actually air for us to watch? Is that that next will week? air uh, uh, next Monday. Next Monday? And, oh. and I would do that. And, you know, often when I do it, and I didn't do it today because I've done it before in the live cast, uh, there's a uh, recipe on the website for chipotle baked beans. And it's a bit of a cheat. I mean, I start with, you know, sort of maple baked beans, but then I add chipotle and onion and pepper and bacon and mustard and horseradish and, you know, that kind of stuff. They're really good. It goes fantastically with a, with any kind of beef, but really this sort of super meaty, extra flavorful tri-tip. If you're going to have a really um, uh, big flavored uh, look side dish, yeah. you, you can't pair it with a... Uh, wallflower of a of a main course you can't right you need something that's going to stand on its own and stand and be proud and loud right. on it, you know it's like uh pairing a, a red wine with you know something it's like pairing a wine with a meal you need something that's going to stand up to the main dish it's exactly right it's right. exactly right so the the beans are like that and the tri-tip is like that and together they're they're really outstanding and if if i had the beans today now that the tri-tip is here if any one of my boys were here, they would they would take a tortilla and cook it and then put some of the beans in the tortilla yeah. and then some of the tri-tip and eat it together, as I really think you should. It's really, really good that way. Uh, that tri-tip episode will be this coming Monday. The SamLiveCast.com is yes. the website, so check that out. Uh, so two things in regards to the live cast that I saw. One is you know now, unfortunately, a, a little bit older but worth going to the archives for. If you like something called tater tots, and oh, uh, of course, Sam Livecast, known for the theme week, and uh, one of them was Tot Week, and you did a, a breakfast tot, you did a uh, a whole like a, an entree tot, and then you did the the buffalo wing tot. We did buffalo tots. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. No, what? no, it was uh, it was it was silly, and then we did the chorizo breakfast tots, and then uh, uh, I, I mean all. Look, and then those Asian tots, the yep. Asian tots with the sweet chili sauce and the sour cream. I'm telling you, there's, I don't think it's worth trying to make your own tots. There's a recipe on my website, but I think that they figured it out. It's just one of those things, you know. I would never buy meat already cooked in a store because I know I can do better than that. Right. Look, those are, there's the Asian tots. 
but I don't think I can improve upon frozen tots that are in the freezer section at the supermarket. There's no reason to. Yeah, the, they I mean, got it down. They're already there. They're ready to go. Yeah, they got it down. And then it's a matter of what you put on them and whatever you do, like a buffalo chicken kind of thing or that Asian or whatever, the chorizo breakfast ones with like a fried egg over the top of it. It's silly good. It's silly good. Yeah, this is the, the buffalo tot. I'm I'm a huge uh, buffalo wing guy, anything with yeah. buffalo sauce or whatever. So uh, if I could impress upon you maybe a little more direction on the buffalo tot uh, in case people wanted to make that one. You know, look, let me tell you something about the uh, about the buffalo tots. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, not only are they good, but I think they're one of those things that, that – uh, it's easy enough that everybody should be making. So you just look simply. You just start by by taking the tots and baking them. And I like to when I add stuff to the tots, like any kind of sauce, any kind of uh, uh, not liquid, but you know, saucy, melty-ish kind of thing. Yep. I like to make the tots extra cool, extra crispy. Yes. I, I just think it. I think it makes sense uh, while they're cooking in the oven. I melt some butter in a little pot. I add some hot sauce to it, and uh, uh, Frank's would be an ideal, ideal hot sauce. Yep. And I add some honey. I let it all like just do its thing, and, and all the the amounts are on the cookingguy.com. You can go there. So then the tots are done. I take the tots out of the oven. I put some in a bowl. I toss them with uh, some of the sauce, not too much. I add a little shredded chicken to uh to this already cooked shredded chicken you want to make your own you want to buy a rotisserie chicken from the supermarket whatever you do so you got the tots on a plate throw some chicken on top of it the tots have been tossed in the sauce you got some chicken on top of that i then drizzle a little blue cheese dressing over the top and then if you've really got your shit together you will buy celery from the supermarket that has a lot of leaves on it and I'm not even you're not even touching the celery. You just want the celery leaves. Cut those off, uh, chop them up fine, and crumble those over the top of the chicken and the dressing and the tots and the whole thing, and it's ridiculously good. And might I add a 32-ounce Paps Blue Ribbon? Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you may Ooh, add that. yes. Um, I'm telling you. Yeah, that, that whole week, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big tater tot guy. I mean, for crying out loud, I live in a house with three girls that are uh, 13 and 11 yeah, yeah. and 9, so it's like one of the staples in the house. But right. it, it's key to cook the tot correctly depending on you know how you're going to be using it in whatever dish you're going to actually be making, and uh, that's Absolutely. why I appreciate you uh, mentioning that in the live cast. The same livecast.com is the website, by the way, if you want to check it out. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is one of the more recent recipes. Um, look, I, I think anybody that's in my chat room right now or a fan of the show, barbecue or not, loves grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, yes. I am a huge fan of A, any kind of cheese, and B, yes. mostly any kind of tomato. Yes. Oh. I know where you're going with this. How about like throwing a caprese salad grilled cheese type of a dish going on? Where do you come up with this shit, man? You know what? Look, uh, Genius. I, thank you. I, look, I love – it's funny, you know. I mean, there's times when I say it's not a guy's cooking show and the show appeals to everybody. And I'd say the taut week was maybe more guy-centric than not. 
But the caprese, you know, grilled cheese is, I think that appeals to both men and women yeah. really on the same level. Look what you've got. You've got, you know, you got great bread. I would use, I don't know, any, any kind. Yeah. I like sourdough. I just find there's flavor in it. I think it crisps up really beautifully. But the classic caprese salad, you know, tomatoes, the, the, mozza, the fresh mozzarella cheese, thickly sliced, uh, basil, olive oil, balsamic vinegar, it's all delicious. But why not take most of those pieces and put them together and turn them into a sandwich? And that's really what you're doing. So you're basically building the grilled cheese. The cheese is the mozzarella, this fresh mozzarella. You're going to add um, uh, the, the you know, nice slices of tomato, which is all really fantastic. And you're going to make like a little sort of aioli. You're going to mix some mayonnaise with some garlic that's been minced up. And I like to throw in a bunch of really finely chopped up basil into that. You spread that on the bread. Then you put the tomato down and then the, the cheese. And then, you know, you close the whole thing. I like to do two layers. I like to do cheese on the bottom layer and then tomato and then on the top layer. It kind of acts as glue. Yeah. But how, however you do it. You just throw it, you throw it on a nonstick pan, you throw it in a grill pan. You could do this on your grill. It's not great, it's not, no pun intended, just yeah. on the grates itself. It does help if you have one of those uh, barbecue grill pans. Do you own one of those? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what do you, you, know, you can do anything on that. Yep. But just the flat surface lets you do almost anything you can do in the house outside at your grill and this time of year where should we be should we be inside or should we be outside no outside of course especially when you've got a 500 square foot air-cooled space yes that you can you Damn can relax right. in that's right finally i can relax in. exactly no doubt about exactly. it all right uh we're talking with sam zion he is sam the cooking guy you can find him at the cookingguy.com the sam livecast Dot com Also hosting uh, Eat This, which can be found at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on 760 KFB, uh, KFMB, right? You know what? Yeah. But for people in your part of the world, the I best think, thing to do is iHeartRadio. I'm on yeah. the, 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 the show's on iHeartRadio, and nobody's going to find me on 1060, uh, 1070 KFMB, but they will com. find me on iHeartRadio. And you can listen to me at the beach, at the mountains, at the sweating in a not uh, air-cooled 500-square-foot right. backyard on right. your smartphone. That's yes. just iHeartRadio. Look up uh, Eat This, and I'll be there. And you can listen to whatever nonsense we talked about. Last week, we ta- I talked about my trip to New York. And I have to say, I, I love New York. It's a, it's a very exciting city. You know, like I'm an hour and a half away from Los Angeles. I don't like Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm five hours away from New York. Sorry. <laughs> Hour and a half from Los Angeles by car. Five hours from New York by plane. I adore New York. I don't really like L.A. No. For the simple reason, yeah, yeah. not that you asked, but I'll tell you. I was going to ask. Pe- people in L.A. I find are um, often fake, phony at best. People in New York, while you may not like what they say, <laughs> you can count on it being truthful yeah they tell it like it is do, do you find and i know you've been to both extensively for any number of reasons but do you find that new york city has more 
ethnicity woven into it than L.A. does, uh, more realisticness um, yeah, in, I, in I the food so. culture. I mean, in the food stuff. I mean, you know, food show, you're a foodie, I'm a foodie. But, yeah. you know, if you had your druthers, you would spend a week in New York City versus L.A. No question. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, LA's got a lot. LA's got a lot of great things. I have family there. There's parts of the city they like. But in general, if if you if you said to me you have to choose one place to live, where is it going to be? Even with the shitty weather that New York has, even with the crowds. Not that LA doesn't have crowds. They're just spread out a little bit more. I mean, the, Manhattan is is what 15 miles uh, up and down and less than three miles side to side. And there's what almost nine million people in that. It's a lot of people in a small area, and that's why the the place is so tall. There's nowhere to go but up. Right. I'd still, I'd still, with the weather, with the people, with the the humidity, with the traffic, with the everything, I'd still take New York in a in a New York minute. Do you? Uh, no pun intended. Do you think uh, Bobby right. Flay is an asshole, or do you think Bobby Flay is a good guy? Um, three four years ago, uh, and I don't know him. I would have said I thought Bobby Flay was an asshole. Yeah. Simply based on how he came across on his show. I think he's gotten a lot better. He used to have a show, and I can't remember what it was called. It was some kind of grilling. He would, he would like, go, like, out to play. I remember watching him, like, in a farm once, and some guy was doing a brisket or whatever. Yeah. And I swear to God, if there was a thought bubble above Bobby Flay's head, it would have said... I'm going to shoot the producer that put this effing episode together because <laughs> I want to kill this guy. You could just see the hatred pouring off of his body. I think he's gotten a lot better. I think he now appreciates the position. This is my own, you know, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he now appreciates the position that he's in. He's a little bit more um, uh, humble about it. And, and he's okay now. I don't get that he's douchey like I used to think he was. I I never un- now look maybe it's because originally I'm from the Empire State. Mm-hmm. Some people might call me douchey myself. Um, I never understood where the dislike for him came from. I always thought he was uh, I don't know brash or confident. A lot of people said he was too cocky and he right. thought he was you know too he couldn't smell his own shit if you will. Right. But I never got that. I thought hey. Guy's got a little personality, got charisma, as we used to say in New York, and uh, you know, so take it. But right. um, I, I do agree with your uh, take on the fact that you know, over the last uh, handful of years, he's seemed to garner a lot more uh, group attention and uh, acceptance yeah. than he was in the beginning. You know, boy meets grill and barbecue. Yeah, and Bobby uh, maybe Fred, that's what it was. I, I don't. There was a something. It wasn't boy meets grill. It was something, but there was. I maybe it was just that I felt like like what you say he didn't think it should stunk and he it was almost like he was too good for whoever had put the show together and I I look I I firmly believe if you're fortunate enough to be in this industry yeah especially at the Bobby Flay level dude you got to be you got to be humble and you got to be appreciative for it because there's a lot of things you could be doing that are not nearly as comfortable as enjoyable and lucrative and i think when you're in that spot you got to be cool about the whole thing look let me ask you i didn't get that then let let me ask you something because uh, and we're going long and i appreciate you taking the time here um uh this isn't a knock i mean you're obviously not at a bobby flay level however 
you know, a I quick, a quick and review. I'm, I agree, and I'm not. Yeah, a quick review of, you know, the wall back of you shows Emmys, awards. Yes, you're doing classes. Yes. You're making your living doing what you love. Um, right. When Sam, the cooking guy, is walking around uh, San Diego proper, yeah. like, how noticed are you? Like, is it, is it something where you're like, do I want to go out today? Do I not want to go out today? Uh, do you... Do you not mind it regardless of how it is? And you know people are going to come up to you and go, hey, I see you on TV. Or, hey, I saw you on the BJ's thing on the TVs. Or, you know, whatever it is. The Bed yeah. Bath & Beyond. What's it, uh, you know, regionally, regional celebritism, uh, I guess, uh, might be a, a better yeah. uh, category. So I'll say this. Yeah. Um, I can't, uh, there's not a day that goes by when I'm out of the house that somebody doesn't say something great about the show. Or a recipe, yeah. or just come up to say, "Hey, I watch. I'm a fan." That kind of thing. Yeah, it's it is just what it is. Um, there has never been a moment when I have ever taken it for granted. And understand, like, here's the levels of celebrity. Yeah, right? I'm sure. trying to do this so they show up in the screen. Yeah, You're and on. here's a Bobby. Here's a Bobby Flay. This hand, and I'm like, I'm just just maybe a little bit above this bottom rung, right? But in San Diego. I'm kind of a big deal. Right. Because, because I'm on TV a lot, and I do a lot of stuff here. I'm in the community a lot. I do a lot of charity stuff, and, and I feel the obligation to do that. I feel like I need to use my, my, uh, my name, my celebrity for good. Uh, because I, there's just, I've just this, this obligation. I'm fortunate to be able to make my living doing what I do, and I feel like it's, I have to give back. And, any, and, and here's the thing. Somebody comes up and they want to take a picture or want me to sign something or say hi to their child or, oh, I'm talking to my wife. You know, we're talking about what to get. Will you just say hi to her? And who wants to do that, right, on somebody's cell phone? But I do that because without those people, yeah. I, what do I have? Nobody's going to buy a book. Nobody watches a live cast. Nobody comes to a class. Nobody cares about my Bed Bath & Beyond or my Costco stuff. So you have to do this stuff. And I don't feel like Bobby Flay was there four-ish years ago. I do feel like he's there now. Spectacular introspection, takes, yeah, and uh, otherwise uh, candor from uh, Sam Zion. You know him as Sam the Cooking Guy, and uh, I know him as a guy that comes on here every once in a while and graces me with some time on this uh, rudimentary uh, uh, so, internet and radio. And by the way, show. next time, yeah. here's who we should talk about. Yes, let's talk Paula, about somebody. Paula Dean, because... <laughs> As they said in that very famous movie, yeah, she's back. Yeah, right? Your favorite. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about her next time. Uh, let's Sweet do it well. next month, all right? Everybody listening, go find a tri-tip. And if there's not one in the butcher case where you shop, ask for it. Don't let them tell you they don't know what it is or it's only something they sell in California. Right. It's not true. That's right. You're going you're gonna to love it. Sam, always appreciate the time. Thanks, my brother. All Have right. a good night. You got it. There he is. Sam the Cooking Guy, Sam Zion. Uh, we went long. I appreciate that. That means uh, you're going to have to get on the horn quickly in order to win the 80 pounds of pellets coming up out of the break. Uh, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Butcher's Barbecue. Um, your place to go for injections. The pork, the beef, the prime injection, which has uh, combined with all of the things that you love with the beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They've combined it with what has become the industry standard in the beef flavor as well for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. 
Uh, perhaps you're looking for that go-to rubber sauce. Friends, the mother load has been hit, exploded, folks. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the honey rub. I do use the steak rub. Uh, the premium rub, folks, if you're going to inject with Butcher's, premium rub has been specially formulated to work with this injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress with judges and friends alike. Uh, Adam Pace doesn't have a butcher within 25 miles. Time to move, Adam. That's right. Uh, last but not least, Butcher Barbecue, the sweet barbecue sauce. Look, if I don't have the time to make my own barbecue sauce, if I'm going to be having a party on my newly cooled patio with the Portacool Cyclone 2200, I'm going to reach for my bottle of Butcher Sweet Barbecue Sauce. It wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang, the right amount of back-end teat, and for crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Look, liquid smoke is evidently very popular for the majority of consumers, but it's not me, and I know for the uh, the diehards of the barbecue and grilling community, a lot of people don't like it either. Maybe a little, 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 little bit that might cook off during the cooking process, yeah. But Dave took a time and effort to make a quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out, adding that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. No worries about breaking the bank on shipping either. Anything at uh, 55 bucks ships at $8.50. Between 55 and 200 ships at $9.75. And anything over 200 bucks ships for free. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Let's win 80 pounds of pellets, 216-220-0966, 216-220-0966. Call in now, your chance to win 80 pounds of pellets from cookingpellets.com. Let's do it right now. Name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, here we go. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by none other than cookingpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet driven cookers. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. For a limited time, anyone that mentions the Barbecue Central Show in the comments box when placing an order gets a free CookinPellets.com hat. $20 value, bitch. Yeah, that's right. All right. We are going to play Winery or Rehab. Very easy to play. All you have to do is uh, answer two of three questions right. When I give you a name, you answer within five seconds. If it's a winery, if it's a rehab, and if you do it right, you get 80 pounds of free pellets. Just that easy. All right, let me uh, quickly go to my tracks list and uh, pull up the music that we love and adore. That's right. Little uh, Milt Buckner. Robin's Nest. Ready to go here for the show, and we bring up the first contestant, area code 781. Name and where you're calling from. 
Patrick Paquette from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. All right, Patrick, how are you, buddy? I am well, Craig. Uh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Patrick. Appreciate you asking. Uh, let me qualify you first, Patrick. Do you have a pellet-driven cooker where you are going to gain benefit of a free 80 pounds? I have multiple pellet cookers. Multiple pellet cookers. Look at you, you son of a bitch. All right. All right, we're going to play winery or rehab tonight, uh, Patrick. Very easy game. I'm going to mention a name. You will decipher within five seconds of that name if it's a winery or a rehab. And if you can do it two out of three times, you're going to win 80 pounds of free pellets and shipping, by the way, from cookingpellets.com. Are you ready? I am ready. Patrick, are you excited? I am excited. I know I am. All right, here we go, Patrick. First name. Alta Mira, winery or rehab? Alta Mira? Alta Mira. I'm going to say winery. No, sorry. It is a rehab, believe it or not. Altamira Rehab. Sylvie Curry, absolutely correct. Total power in one per- But not calling in. You got to call in, Sylvie, to win 80 pounds of free pellets. All right, uh, we go to area code 864, Damon, where you're calling. Um, it is Laura Bird and from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Who is this? My name is Laura, and it's I'm from Greenville, All South right. Carolina. Laura, how are you? doing fine. All right, we're going to play winery or rehab for your chance to win 80 pounds of free pellets from cookingpellets.com. Do you have a pellet-driven cooker, Laura? I absolutely do. I have a great one. All right, perfect. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to give you a name. You have five seconds to answer winery or rehab, and you get two out of three right. You win the 80 pounds of pellets from cookingpellets.com. Here's your first name, Laura. Uh, Split rail. Winery or rehab. Split rail. Split rail. Um, I'm do a winery. Absolutely correct. Split rail is a winery. All right. Uh, question number two for all of the 80 pounds of free pellets. Laura, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Harmony Hill. Winery or rehab? Harmony Hill. Um, that is a rehab. No. Sorry. Nope. Suck again. Wine, uh, Harmony Hill is a winery. That's right. That's kind of low. Let me let me hear it again. Oh no! Yeah, we, we suck go. again. Should bring that down a little bit. All right. Hey, I'm sorry. Bro. I'm sorry, Kinger. I'm playing by the rules of the game. All right. Uh, if you want 80 pounds, 80 pounds, folks, you call in. For uh, the game. Call back in. You can win 80 pounds of pellets from cookingpellets.com. All right, uh, let's go back to 864. Name and where you're calling from. My name is Kevin. I'm from Greer, South Carolina. All right, Kevin, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. All right, good. Uh, We're going to play winery or rehab. Kevin, are you ready to play? Yes, I am. All right, uh, first name, The Lighthouse, winery or rehab? Um, uh, winery. No. Oh, no! 
We suck again. I apologize. Uh, that is a rehab. The lighthouse. Let's go to area code 508. Name and where you're calling from. Hello? Hello, who's this? Wendy. Cindy? Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Wendy. Appreciate you asking. All right, uh, let's play winery and rehab. No winners so far. Maybe you can break the streak. Let me give you a name. You tell me if it's a winery or rehab. You do it in five seconds. You get two out of three right. You win 80 pounds of pellets. And here is your first name. Okay. Pat Ranch. Winery or rehab. Hat Ranch. Hat Ranch? Yes. Um, winery. Absolutely correct. Hat Ranch is a winery. All right, last, uh, or your next one, you could win the whole kit and caboodle here. 80 pounds of pellets. The Old Firehouse. The, the old, old Firehouse? The Old Firehouse. Winery or rehab. I would have to say winery. Absolutely correct. No fooling Wendy tonight, folks. She has won 80 pounds of pellets from cookingpellets.com. Wendy, here's what you do. You go ahead and send me an email with your shipping info. I will forward that on to cookingpellets.com. And uh, soon enough, you'll receive 80 pounds of uh, wood pellets. How about that? That's awesome, Greg. Thank you so much. You got it. Thanks for calling in tonight. Wendy is a winner. Wow, look at that. Patrick Paquette, that's my wife. Well, uh, Patrick, I guess we know who's got the brains in the family. Your next installment of Winery or Rehab will be uh, played next week when we give away 40 pounds. 40 pounds of free pellets. Cookingpellets.com, by the way. All right. Quickly, let's do this. Oh, I've adjusted the volume there. No problem. Uh, Let me talk to you about El Diablo Mustard, folks. That's right. You know you wait for this read each and every week. El Diablo Mustard, by the way, is uh, one of the newest sponsors of the show. It was born a few years ago when the creator wanted to turn ordinary mustard into the hottest on earth. They pushed the boundaries with adding fiery habanero, roasted chipotle, flaming jalapeno, and spicy mango into mustard so powerful, so hot, and so intense that even the devil himself couldn't resist, and El Diablo was born. El Diablo featuring six bold flavors that taste great, hot as hell, by the way. Mango, which I just had tonight, on pork tenderloin with some of my own homemade barbecue sauce. Man, I'm telling you right this is the correct description. A bit of island heat meets sweet with real mango puree. A slow tingling heat, I agree with that. And went really well in my barbecue sauce. This could be the new secret ingredient in my barbecue sauce, by the way, and I'm not even kidding. Roasted chipotle adds a kick of southwest with a peppery mustard and smoky chipotle puree for a nice slow heat. Then you have steakhouse, one of the all-time faves, as hearty flavor with a zing of Worcestershire and tangy tomato for blazing layers of flavor. One of my favorites, and especially my daughter's, Texas Chili makes any hot dog an instant chili dog with hints of garlic, cumin, and paprika. We use it all the time on hot dogs. Absolutely 100% true. 
hot dog instant chili dog. ElDiabloMustard.com. Did I mention that? And then jalapeno pops with real jalapeno puree and a mustard zinc. Try it on some bacon. Add habanero. That's the flavor inferno for you daring types. You know, you want to skirt the boundaries of blowing your back end out the next day? Get on with habanero. It's all heat all day. So get grilling and add some heat to your meat. Connect with El Diablo on Facebook or get some great tips on that Facebook page and some giveaways too. Bold flavors, great taste, hot as hell. ElDiabloMustard.com. That's ElDiabloMustard.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new sound band, suburban boys. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaws. Patrick Paquette weighing in on the instant chat. Best grill girl segment. I'm starting to really like her. Perf. Lay off. She's a nice, proper lady. Trying to get her comeuppance here in the barbecue and grilling world, Patrick. She doesn't be ruined by the likes of you. Just kidding. All right, let's go ahead and uh, give a wrap-up here to this old show. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with uh, Rick Kelly from Porta Cool. I'll be giving you my updates on that as the summer wears on. Port-a-cool.com for more information. Then we talked with uh, Robin Lindar's Grill Girl about her uh, new judging show coming up. We talked about her uh, Grill Girl clinics, a number of other items as well. Get that on the podcast. Then in the second hour, we talked at length with Sam the Cooking Guy, Sam Zion. We talked about Caprizi Grilled Cheese Sandwiches. We talked about Tot Week. We talked about um, celebrity and what that's like and then uh, how one should be treated and how you treat others. Great stuff with Sam, as always. And then we gave away 80 pounds of CookingPellets.com. Thanks to CookingPellets.com to Wendy Paquette. Look at you, Wendy. Winning for your ne'er-do-well husband. Who can't tell the difference between winery or rehab? Bushy, Patrick. All right, uh, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. We'll see you back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rampey. Good night now. <laughs>